Relevant to our interests is sponsored by National Rest Stop Glory Holes. Taste the difference. Hey, hello and welcome. This is Frank, and with me as always is... John? Hey, you said your name, so I'm going to go with it. Yes, John. Uh, And you are listening to Relevant to Our Interests. Today's episode, we are talking about the horror film, the cosmic horror film, Glorious. But to start off with... Uh, we are going to do a little catching up. So, John, uh, I'm going to have you go first because you've got a very succinct, simple okay. catch up. I need. Go ahead. I need between two to four people to come play Cthulhu Wars with me. Yes. For the love of God. Prefer- preferably today, but this episode won't release until Wednesday, and we're recording on a Sunday. Well, you know what? So- at this point, any day. Like, I'm, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't got much going on. It's been a really rough couple of months. I've lost my job. <laughs> I so, you know, I need something. I need just something for pure enjoyment and I want to play the goddamn Cthulhu Wars. Cuz I have a faction I have like three maps and a faction that I have not had a chance to play yet. Yeah. I have I the I've never actually played a full game of it. I we played a uh, we played a the two, you got a two player like yeah yeah the little two player one which you can which you actually I think you can still get from Sandy Peterson's website and they're they're pretty nice the little yeah. little two player ones for for those listening who have not heard of this game first of all it's a board game it's so yeah uh, to clarify that will you give us a short rundown on what Cthulhu Wars is um short answer it's asymmetrical risk where instead okay. of playing as France, you play as Narlthotep. Fantastic, and I can attest one th- really cool thing. Uh, it's it's a, it's a lot more complicated than Risk. Uh, first off, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, each- but, but but a lot of that is because it's because of that whole atypical thing. Like each each of the different uh, factions all have different ways of winning. And sometimes yeah. even yeah. different different entire uh, strategies, like uh, strategies or different win conditions that they aim for. Yeah, and and basically you're playing as the cults and great old ones of uh, of those cults, and you're just trying yeah. to take over the world. Yeah, and eventually you actually summon the actual old ones. Yeah, you bring if them you're playing to... correctly. You do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it also so kind of it also kind of depends on on the strategy you're going for and which which faction you're at. Like, if you haven't will, summoned Cthulhu by by like turn two or three, um, you done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will attest uh, one really cool thing about this uh, game are the miniatures. They are oh, so gorgeous, freaking amazing. Uh, and there's uh, there's my a- my my partner Faye. Uh, it. It, it drives her nuts because like it makes her sad every time she opens the, the boxes. Cause none of my, none of my minis are painted and yeah, she used to paint have... minis. She used to do the mini painting stuff. Uh-huh. And I don't like, and I, I can't because I get random. I get these like random hand tremors. If I focus in on something that small. So yeah. I like physically can't do it, which which sucks there, and I don't have I don't have the kind of money it would require to get to do the job that I want, and currently we don't have the paint or a place set up for painting to occur. So it's yes, but yeah. when the, any any part of that changes, the uh, the last section, I I imagine that Faye will uh, attack those miniatures with a paintbrush and paint. Oh yeah! Uh, oh yeah! I will probably be trusted only with primer, maybe. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if she, I don't know. If she... Yeah, I don't think it's a good. Yeah, it's, it's just generally <laughs> like I'm, I'm not. I'm I'm not good with that that side of things. You know, that's not that's not where your creative outlets. Uh, no, no, it is not. Towards. 
That's all right. So yes, Cthulhu or someone, someone come play. If you're listening to this and you're in the Salt Lake uh, Valley area, or just in Utah in general, and travel to the Salt Lake Valley area, yeah. uh, shoot us an email at relevant to our interests. That's relevant to the number two, the letter R, interests at gmail.com and say, hey, John, I will come play Cthulhu Wars with you and uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you his address and <laughs> random people will show up at your house, John, and be like, hey, I'm here to play Cthulhu Fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure that my landlord will be thrilled. <laughs> I'm sure they will be too. <laughs> yeah. All right. As for, as for me, I I don't have a lot to chat about. Uh, just an update on my little puppy, Monkey D. Luffy, yes. or Luffy Lou, as I call him. Uh, he has recently just finished his whole uh, vaccination regimen. Uh, last one was given to him about a week and a half ago. And uh, he's set to be neutered in April. He has no idea, but I'm sure he'll be excited. Um the biggest thing I wanted to chat about is I believe now, first off, I know there's ways to get this test, like genetically tested. I don't care that much. Uh, I'm basing this off the description of behavioral patterns and how he looks, but I believe that he is part Australian Kelpie, uh, which is a, a, an Australian herding dog that, uh, and by herding dog, he means type of uh, a magical horse that uh, drowns people. Yes, Kelpie. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> he's he's uh, he got he has a lot of the behavioral. Uh, he's first of all, he has a lot of the physical markers of a Kelpie, but he also has a lot of the behavioral behavioral markers of the Kelpie too. Uh, he's he's a fun little guy, and he's smart as hell. But he's also uh, incredibly hyper and uh, very excitable, and he he loves he loves my black lab, my old man Ruger the dog, and uh, him and my uh, Chihuahua are getting along quite well as well. So it's very it's very heartwarming to to see the uh, the dogs getting on so well. Um, the other thing I want to talk about. It's actually related to the podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. Um, right now, we only have Psycho Goreman up and then a couple of videos uh, slash audios episodes from the, the old version of the podcast. Um, we are going to have, I am going to get some more stuff. Now, keep in mind, this is these are videos in the sense that there is a visual element in that it is our logo or the logo of the specific episode that is playing. These aren't like full-on videos. You're not going to get to watch John and I talk. Uh, yeah, at least not anytime soon. Yeah, we're not we're ever. not to that level of uh, that level of technology. Yeah, and we and I, mean, I and and before we do anything like that, like I kind of want to get a little some kind of little fold-up green screen or something. Play around with yeah. that. Yeah, part and I I'm not in a rush to to get to that point, and part of the reason why is because. Uh, I I don't have the time. I don't have the time to to put together actual videos of us that doing yeah. these audio episodes on YouTube. Simple. I can get one ready to go in like yeah. thirty minutes. Um, I I don't have the time uh, or the skill set yet to do. Yeah, that. I mean, if, if if we reach the point where we're doing the full videos, I think we will just need to be. Uh, we'll need to have somebody. We'll need to have somebody else as part of the team. I'll have to have a team. Yeah. And not just the two of us. Yeah. So we're not we're not to that point yet. But if you yeah. but I know a lot of people like to listen to podcasts on YouTube or like to listen to put yeah. YouTube on and listen to it in the background. Yeah. And so that is an option. That that is an option that we'll have. And the goal is with by the end of February, we'll have all of our episodes up. Um and I'm not sure if we'll be quite current, but we might lag like two a couple of days behind. By the mm-hmm. time by the, by the end of this month, the goal is to only be a, a couple of days behind on the most current episodes on YouTube, so people can can go there and listen to it. So, yes, mm-hmm. I will will drop a link to the channel uh, mm-hmm. relevant to our interests. It's basically our name as it appears everywhere else. Um, 
And we'll drop the link in the show notes for this episode. And uh, we've also shared it on our social media uh, as well. So without further ado, glorious. Glorious. All right. Glorious. So uh, this is a cosmic horror film from 2022. And uh, we're actually going to talk about the plot first. Then I'm going to talk about, then we'll go into like the production, some of the background yeah. about it. Yeah. And then we'll naturally, we'll, we'll chat about themes um, and stuff. I actually have a, a and, very, uh, very short anecdote uh, about the, about what we're basically where we, where I found it. Okay, please do uh, because I'm curious. Yeah, because it was a, it was, it was a, it was a Shutter original. Um, Shutter, which we, I mean, we're not in any way uh, uh, sponsored by because we're sponsored by National Park Glory Holes. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> taste the difference. Taste, taste the magic. What was it? What was the <laughs> taste, taste the, the difference? difference. <laughs> taste yeah. the difference. Um, <laughs> But but one is a great is a great service if you're if you're and I'm just saying this because I love it like if you love horror flicks and if you like finding either a lot of foreign horror flicks or older horror flicks it's a yeah. really really great really great source for that but at, when we first got it and we were in kind of the old we were in one of our old places I was just kind of flipping through. And then I saw a, and I saw the, 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 just, just, just the little, little picture, the little poster and the poster yeah. is pretty dynamic. I mean, it's yes, got, the, it's, it's got that, it's, it's got that, uh, you know, what they call on the YouTube, the bisexual lighting. Um, so it's got that purpley, that purpley pinkish, but very like bright and intense. Um, yes. And it's this dude with like a, like this, like half crazed snarl holding a human leg and it looks like it's somebody that is his <laughs> it looks like it might be his um yes and i was just like you know what this seems interesting and then i saw that it took that it takes place literally it takes place in a in a rest stop in a rest stop bathroom yes and that was the that was the point when because one of the things that I was I was fascinated that I've been fascinated by even back in college when I was studying theater is I've always wanted like I had some directors say oh no you never you ne like no one you never write a a play or anything like that that takes place in a bathroom and so I immediately was like well fuck you yeah <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I didn't write a play in a bathroom but I did there. But I did, but I did do a but I did do a like a full for my design class I did do like a full stage design of a bathroom in like a play. I, I was going to say in the in the in the first playwriting class I took so not the one I was in with you but the the other the other one yeah uh, the one I took before I met you uh, someone did write a ten minute short in set in a bathroom because I think it was Mark I think it was Mark Damon that that said it like you don't you don't set a play in the bathroom yeah um and i think <laughs> and i try to remember who who what who it was that did that i can't remember but yeah i mean that's that's something i've i've heard i heard repeatedly as well so um but that's not true uh you can in fact set a play in a bathroom <laughs> mm -hmm. and a movie yeah so and it could be a um, really, really uh, good one too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert: it's a good movie. Um. So one one of the and then the reason we ended up deciding to watch it for the podcast is because we the original theme that we were going to do this week uh, we kind of fell through because my plans to go out to visit John and Faye fell through, and so yeah. I told John I'm like we need something I like get on Shutter and pick three movies. And I'll choose from one of those. And so John sent me a list and I chose glorious because it was the shortest movie. <laughs> yeah. That, that is honestly the only reason I'm like, well, this one's yeah. only an hour and 20 minutes. So yeah. I'm going to choose is, this one. I will say it it is the shortest, but of those, I think it's the most dense. 
thematically yeah, and well, symbolically. Possibly. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I haven't watched the other two yet. So Yeah. Um and so that is why we decided to do it. But I, I'm happy that I chose it uh, because it, it's a fun film. But, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So we're going to go through the plot real uh, real quick. And then we will talk. I'll talk about the background and a little bit of, of about that. The, not so much the production because there wasn't a lot of information about the production out there, at least that I could find. And then we'll jump into themes and stuff. So our main character, Wes has arrived at a rest stop in the middle of nowhere. His car is parked. There's a bunch of junk in the back. And it appears that he's thrown it in there hastily. And after trying to get a lone candy bar out of a vending machine, he's helped by a mysterious woman who tells him that he should clear out his seat if he wants to sleep comfortably and if he's going to be on the road. Oh, um, sorry. There's there's just one point that, that I want to uh, throw out really there because I, I realized it this time through. And I thought it was mm-hmm. amazing. That lady's the herald, like in that sort of horror movie setup, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and she's re- and she's like one of the only female, or or even f- like or even like femme, um, heralds that I've seen in in Western uh, uh, horror movies. Like, it, it, like particularly some of the stuff coming out of like Southeast Asia and whatnot. They they have a whole different set of rules there, but. But like, yeah, she's one of the few female heralds that are that are meant to be just kind of that kind of unsettling thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, That's, yeah, this yeah, occurred to I, me. I thought that was like thought that was so cool. No, that 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 makes a lot of sense. So she leaves, and uh, it's so, it's kind of revealed that he's obviously recently uh, separated from his girlfriend. They've recently broken up. Um, he decides to polish off a bottle of whiskey and uses some of it to start a fire where he begins to burn most of the items that were in the back seat, uh, including a bunch of uh, photographs and, and letters and stuff in, in a box that he's got, uh, mementos, what it seems to be from his girlfriend. Um, he kind of rage, rages through the night. In the morning, he wakes up. He's only in his boxers and his shirt. He appears to have burned his pants, so he goes into the restroom to kind of clean himself up and collect himself while he's in there. Uh, he sits in the, one of the two stalls that's there and on the stall there's in the, that stall, there's a glory hole with a very disturbingly illustrated sort of tentacle type monster. Uh, yeah. Humanoid. It's, it's, it's the sort of illustration that in any circumstance you would say was a boner killer. <laughs> Yeah, and in in it and it, it it features around this glory hole that's in there. Um, while he's sitting there, kind of collecting himself, there's a voice in the next stall. He begins to talk to to him, and he's like put off because culturally, especially here in in the U.S., I'm assuming most most places in the West, uh, you don't talk to to people strangers specifically in the bathroom. It's just not something no, it's kind of a taboo thing. And so uh, the voice talks to Wes and he seems to be sympathetic to him. And then he kind of reveals that he he's actually this demigod uh, named Gatana Thwa. And he was created to destroy the universe by his father, which is hinted, but never actually explicitly said to be Azathoth. Uh, yeah, the it, it, yeah. Uh, like with the, with the view of it, I said it's either Azathoth or it might be Yogg-Sothoth, but it's most yeah. likely Azathoth. And then, uh, and he kind of oh. reveals it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just need to add, like there's 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 a bit where like he needs to pronounce pronounce his name right, and yeah, it it it, it, it like now fundamentally, I don't think this show is a comedy. It's definitely not, like it sounds like a setup for a horror comedy, but it's really not. Even with how even with how like gory it can get, like it it goes because like horror comedies always go real gory. Um, yeah. But the gore is treated like with utter disdain and terror. There's no point where he gets like used to it. 
Yeah, and I think that's one of the that's one of the differences in a horror comedy is eventually eventually your your heroes kind of just go, oh yeah, well you know it's twenty you know it's like oh look it's some guys some guys head whatever there yeah. and, and they never reach that they never reach that stage all of the horrible things re- retain their horribleness. Yeah, uh, but but anyway, anyway but but he does this thing where in order to pronounce it he has to like. He has to use his thumb and forefinger and grip his tongue and pull it out and then say it. And yeah. and and Gat is like so excited. He's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna hear my name pronounced correctly for the first time in so long." Oh boy! Yeah. Um, fucking love Gat. <laughs> you find you find out that uh, Gat or Gatana Nothoa. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's stuck in this etheric realm, and he needs to become physical so he can fulfill his destiny, which is destroy the universe, which is why he was created. Yeah. And Gat actually doesn't want to do this. And, and so, uh, because he saw how beautiful the world is. Yeah. How li- and, and so and he, life, he, life and life specifically, which is what his core premise is. And so he, he has to be stopped through a means of a sacrifice before he enters the full realm. Well, Wes isn't having it. He tries to escape. The door is barred. And by that, I mean, he just won't open. Uh, he tries crawling through the vent. He discovers that uh, Gatanathoa has caused it to loop back around into the restroom. So he can't get out that way. And Gat has created this sort of shield around the restroom to protect them from outside influence. He also warns Wes several times because Wes tries to like peek through the hole and look underneath the stall and look look above into the stall that he can't look at Gat's physical form because doing so would destroy his mind and yeah leaving leave everything. him as a soulless husk I believe is a phrase he uses when he's describing it yeah exactly so after after a good bill back and forth of Gat trying to you know explain to him like look this is something that's got to be done uh, a worker for the rest areas arrives Wes manages to get the man's attention uh, the man's name is Gary. He comes into the restroom and immediately he assumes Wes and Gat are up to some weird sex stuff because Wes is in his boxers and Gat is in a there's in a, a broken stall to- with there's a broken toilet. Everything's covered in like water and shit. Yeah, Gat had warned Wes that he couldn't bring anyone inside. Uh, he he yeah. tried to tell him like, no, don't let him come in. Um, and oh, then oh, that, that that moment when he does and Gat's like. This is on you. Yeah, they do such a good job of showing the near infinite power Gat has in this circumstance, but yeah. also doing it incredibly subtly. Yeah, like they, they never like like I mean they, they they do some things there, but like given the amount of power that he clearly has, like it's all subtle things. Like they, there's a point where he like screams at the guy through his own cell phone. Or, you know, like just all sorts of these like little things that are, uh, that are there. Like, uh, when, when, um, what's his ass, uh, main guy tries to escape and he climbs yes. through, he climbs through the vents and he goes all the way through this like maze of vents and then climbs out exactly back in the, where he entered the, the vents in the bathroom. Yeah. Only his perspective is shifted. Yeah. Gat has some crazy powers. And in this instance, with Gary, with the with the national park worker Gary in in the bathroom, Gat tells Wes to hide the empty toilet stall, and then he turns Gary into a bloody paste, and leaves only his heart and one of his legs remaining. Yeah. Um. And one thing, uh, one one thing I didn't know was Wes actually has a photograph of his girlfriend Brenda in his pocket, mm-hmm. and. It had fallen out of his pocket during this scene. It had fallen out of his pocket, and the blood splatter and stuff, like, sweeps it out into the from beneath the door of the rest of the stall into the into the main part of the of the restroom. That's how much blood there is. Um, at this point, Wes asks Gat, "Like, what do I, what do I need to do? What what do I have to do?" And Gat says that he has to give something of himself. Wes immediately assumes specifically says you have to satisfy my needs. Yes, you have to satisfy my needs because it's a setup. 
It is. Yeah. And it, Wes immediately assumes it's sexual and puts his penis in the glory hole. <laughs> this is the yeah. other really comedic moment in the theme. Yeah. And I think Gat, Gat is confounded by is just, this. What the hell is this? <laughs> Your gen, and I, I think the quote is, Your genitalia is are of no, of no significance. <laughs> Your genitalia is of no significance to me. And then he like keeps and, like making fun of his like dude like what you expected you were gonna save the world with your dick, like it's and it, and then at that point after after Gat sort of humiliates Wes, uh, <laughs> he explains that he needs part of Wes's liver. And he doesn't need all yeah. of it, just just a nice chunk uh, because you know liver will regrow back, and he has to Wes has to give it to Gat willingly. Gat can't just take it from him. And then he slides a shard of glass beneath the stall for Wes to cut it out. Or at least make the incision. Oh, um, okay. That makes sense. Wes, at this point with this information, kind of loses it. He tells Gat that, uh, Gat tells him time's running out and that his father's coming to get him. And then reality kind of starts to break down in the restroom. The walls start to disintegrate. Wes tries to attract Gat's father's like, hey, daddy, come on, daddy. Yeah. Yeah. He basically is like, well, you know what? Humanity sucks. I don't care if we end up destroying it. And so out of desperation, Gat shows Wes what would happen if Gat was to fill his purpose by taking away Wes's memory of Brenda. Yeah. Um, And that sudden absence uh, of losing his memories of Brenda, Wes gets overwhelmed and he agrees to it. He he agrees to, to... Give part of his liver to get. Well, this is after he has a whole big stupid, like, or he does the whole big monologue about people only do, like, everybody's selfish. Even when they do selfless things, it's only for selfish reasons. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, oh, and also, like, the picture of Brenda is now blank. Yeah, well, and that's part of the, yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to, to, to specify that it's not just like his memories. It's like she just doesn't exist now. Yeah. And so uh Gat returns the memories to Wes. And when he does this, it is revealed that Wes is actually a serial killer. And the box of mementos and photographs that he burned the night before were from his victims. And that he had killed Brenda probably the day before this or the same day. I or- don't think they specify that he kills Brenda. No, it shows that he kills Brenda. Like it, it, it's, it's implied, but it's pretty explicitly implied um, that he killed her because she discovers the box of momentum. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I know, I know, I know. She discovers the box, but that's that's not the same as then she's suddenly. Dead. Well, like there's that. There's also the fact that all of the hands from the victims come around. And Brenda's like the main person that you see. Well, the, the, I, I, the, I'm okay. Well, here, here's 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 the problem because it creates a lot. It's a logical. It creates a logical problem with the plot there, because the only reason he agrees to it is because Brenda will be saved. Uh, I thought the only reason he agreed to it was just so he could so he wouldn't forget her. Like, because of all the women he's killed, she's she's the only one that he doesn't want to forget, which is why he still has her photograph in his pocket. He didn't burn it. Huh. He also I... didn't he also didn't he also didn't snap it when he was murdering her like he did all the other victims. He he it was one that he was preserved when she was It's one of those scenes that we we'd have to it's it's kind of open to ter- interpretation I think and and we'd have to rewatch it and Yeah, I, I think I think we may we that. may need to go over our different our different interpretations cuz you walked away with a completely different one than I did. And we had like after we finished the the plot stuff, we had to go over what what we saw, because yeah. I saw one that actually went, it took it in a different, took it in a very different, uh, yeah, direction there. So. But regardless, uh, immediately after after this, uh, we're shown West opening up his side, and there's this sort of image of the, these hands from his victims. Uh, which includes which Brenda's present in that image, whether or not she actually died is open up to interpretation that we'll talk about here in a minute. But 
And what we are seeing is a tentacle from Gat extracting his liver, and that prevents Gat from becoming corporeal and entering the physical realm. After this, Wes staggers outside, and, and he wonders to Gat as he's, as he's walking away whether he'll be remembered as a hero for preventing Gat from appearing into the reality and uh, destroying the universe. And Gat tells him, no, creatures such as them don't deserve to be remembered. At that point, Wes falls down to the ground and dies. Well, you don't know if he died, but he's more than likely going to die because there's no one around and there's no one to save him, basically. Um, anyway. So, John. Let's, I mean, let's, let's, before we get into the background, let's talk about our differences in the plot. Like, what did you, well, you I mean, I, at, at, at this point, I just, I, I just did a quick, uh, a quick look it up and I was just wrong. Like, oh. apparently that seems to be like, I mean, they don't like, it's not like explicit. It's not explicitly shown. It's not explicitly shown, which I took. To mean something else, yeah. like him being like him being on the run while leaving her. Um, but that's just not that's not the interpretation of like apparently that is an interpretation only I have only I have have thought well, of. So I mean maybe, but perhaps I mean if listeners have seen the movie, uh what did uh, what did they get out of it? Um, that's kind of, I'm kind of curious actually to, to know, um, okay. well, what if anyone I, else has the same interpretation you did. What I had thought is that because with the, with the things that he, with the things that he'd, he'd grabbed and those things there that he had, hadn't killed Brenda, but that he had fled from like fled from her because mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, because there's there's the fact that he is clearly fleeing, and even got references that he is running away, that he is running away from from something there, which would imply some kind of pursuit. And yeah. if the only way that he could be being pursued, given the information that we have, is if Brenda's still alive, or had called before he killed her, or whatever. I think yeah. it's strong. I think that the whole thing would be stronger if she doesn't die. She isn't killed by yeah. him, but he runs off. He runs off for fear. Cause that, that's the other thing is that like the, like a lot of these, these interpretations, I said, the only reason that the only reason they say the, the reason they say the, he kill he kills her is because he's a serial killer. And that's, that's basically, that is the extent of the, that's the extent of the reasoning, extent of the logic that they apply. No, he's a serial killer, so he's going to kill. So he's going to kill her. I so that I, I mean, yes, he's a serial killer, but that's not the reason why I thought he killed her. And I and because he he clearly has no remorse for most of any any of his victims. Yeah, and the reason I thought he killed her is because she found out, and he, the part of his brain that is the killer. Uh, panicked and murdered her out of desperation. He didn't do it to satisfy that that uh, psychosis that causes him to kill. He did it to protect that psychosis, which is why he doesn't have a photograph of him murdering her, which is why he doesn't want to remember her like that, which is why he has the bear with the, her recorded, you know, the recorded voice, mm-hmm. I love you, which is why he has the photograph of, of her being happy and stuff. He didn't kill her because he's a serial killer in the sense that he was satisfying that need. He killed her because she found out. And I got, I got more of an, I, I, I interpreted it to be more of a panic, like, Oh shit. And then it was like, Oh, he kind of reverted back to what yeah. he would naturally have done Give it- most of the time. So the, 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 that, 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 that makes sense. And, once again, that that seems to be where most people would agree. Would yeah. agree with you there. Um, what I saw and what I um, well, you know, and it's it's one of those things where there is a little bit of ambiguity to it. 
There is. And I, I can see where you got your interpretation. Well, and it, it does make sense to me. Yeah. Well, the, it, it, I, I've, I've just, I've just also had, I've just also had a lot of like, I watch a movie. I talk, I talk to, I talk to somebody about it and it just, uh, and instead, instead of like, Oh, Hey, what about this hypothetical, this other interpretation, this, you know, like what if it yeah. could mean this? I just get a lot of, no, this is what happened. Shut up. Yeah. And, like, and I no. understand that. And, and so, and so, and so we're, we're, and so we're, we're running into some of my, some of my, my negative feelings regarding that with this, yeah. with, with, with this, with this conversation here. And also I haven't gotten a chance to actually like finish my, finish my explanation. I've oh, been, sorry. I, I apologize. I didn't mean to. Yeah. It's, it's it, like, yeah. Cause my, my point is not just that he like, that he doesn't kill her. The idea, the idea that I had, was that he ran away? So that's why he's rushing away. That's why he's rushing away. Okay. There, instead of like rushing away, running through the the running through more obscure uh, parks and everything, because Brenda's still alive and he's only got so much. He's only got so much time before before there's there. Uh, one, mm-hmm. it gives the it gives the chance for the innate complication. Of if he really loved her, but is still a monster. Yeah. Like the, and, and so like the, and then he, and so for me, the, and he panicked and killed her or he's a serial killer and he killed her or whatever. And he killed her doesn't hold that same kind of weight or interest to me because then, because then he's just another, because then it's just another story about a serial killer. There's just also, there's just also uh uh, uh, a Lovecraftian horror there. Yeah. There's also just a, there's also just a, a, a mini old one. Um, but it also, if like, even, even the things there, like, cause yes, there's all those hands grasping in that, in that moment there, but we see yeah. her face. I mean, that's a fair point. You see her face and there's no, and it's not, and the, and, and like, and when, and then when they have faces showing in the show, it's either showing the, it's either showing like their 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 terror, their their issues, their whatever. Yeah. Or or they're just or they're just kind of like 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 blank there. Like faces are very very faces are very important in this sh- in this show kind of like because like well, like if you see gats, you're gonna die. Like there's a face around the glory hole. There's yeah. You know, there's all, all those there, but the other thing is, is that it makes his like because his his thought of like because I think saving her like saving her like this guy is a like Wes is a very physical guy, a fucking serial killer, murders people. He's visceral. Yeah. He's physical. A memory yeah. is not really going to like motivate him motivate him in the same way as she's out there somewhere and this can make her and this you know and this will keep her existing not just not just as a memory because on some level he kind of like at some level he's got to know that this is not going to end well for him and if it's just his like because and also if if he did it all for for her memory then the end of the movie she she's she's gone She's gone entirely. Yeah, that's fair. Because he's he's there. So like so for me that having that and also it shows it also it allows on a sim, on kind of a more symbolic level you get the option you get all of the like the, you get this showing of how this toxic this toxic masculinity this um this 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 darkness and everything that that this 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 animal that's inside that's inside Wes, um, this beast there, uh, how it, um, I need a minute. The I lost my train. Well, hold yeah. that. Think about it. Let's uh, because you can we can come back to it when we you can come back to it when we when we get mm-hmm. really get into the themes, some of the more of the themes. Um, I'm going to talk about the background about the, and the, and, and whatnot, uh, and a little bit about the production. Um, so this film was written, uh, is a, 
based on a screenplay by Joshua Hall and David Ian McKendry. Fun fact, David Ian McKendry is married to mm. director, uh, Rebecca McKendry. Um, and it's based on a short story called Old Glory by an author named Todd Rigney, who also helped with the adaptation. And the story, at least the uh, Gadanathoa, uh, is created, it was created by H.P. Lovecraft and uh, developed more by Lynn Carter. He's a elder god in, or a great old one referenced in Lovecraft's short story, Out of the Aeons, which is a story he ghost wrote for Hazel Heed. Um, in that story, and I, I looked it up, but I haven't actually, I hadn't actually watched it. In that story, he's just kind of referenced. He's not the main focus, which is par for course. And a lot with a lot of these, uh, with a lot of these, uh, short stories and great old ones that show up in HP Lovecraft. They're usually in the background. They're not usually the focus. Uh, Lynn Carter actually expanded on the idea. And Lynn Carter was an author writing in the sixties and seventies and eighties. Um, and Gat, uh, is part of his, is in his short story series called the Zulfic legend cycle, which details a trinity of deities that are dubbed the sons of Cthulhu, which includes Ithagtha and Zoth Amog. There's five stories in all, uh, the dweller in the tome out of the ages, the horror in the gallery, the thing in the pit and the Winfield inheritance. I haven't read any of them, uh, but the idea is that these three beings were, basically spawned by Cthulhu somewhere mm. else. Todd Rigney, the author, uh, he's had another book adapted into an uh, independent film called mm. Found. Um, Old Glory is a short story in an anthology called Taste Level Zero, an extreme horror anthology. Nice. And the, the, all the stories in that book, in that anthology are by him. And I really want to pick it up because some of the other, some of the other little one sentence synopsis or, you know, one thought synopsis of of the the stories in that sound oh. amazing. Sound, it look, you should, I mean, look, look it up when you get a minute because you're you're gonna you're gonna see it and you're gonna you're gonna want you're probably gonna want to pick it up too. Um, the film itself is directed by Rebecca McKendry. She's actually a professor uh, of at USC School of Cinematic Arts. Um. And she's been involved in the horror genre for decades. She worked at Fangoria Entertainment as a director of marketing starting in 2005. She went to Bloomhouse Productions in 2015 and was the editor-in-chief for Bloomhouse.com. She's only got a handful of other directing credits. Uh, Her first film is All the Creatures Were Stirring, which she co-directed with David McKendry, David Ian McKendry. And uh, the other two movies that she's full-length featured, she's directed a number of shorts, uh, or Psycho Granny, which I yeah, want to watch. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And Elevator Game, which I, which I did watch, and uh, Elevator Game was okay. Like, um, it was. It's kind of one of these urban myth, yeah. uh, high school or early college. the The concept was cool. Uh, the concept's fun. More the of acting a, more is of a creepy pasta than a fine. Uh, than a full. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's got some cool moments. Yeah. There's some cool concepts, but I didn't love it. Um, and, and I think part of the reason why is because it has sort of those those uh, caricatures that you get from, from college slash high school horror films. But the two principal actors of Glorious are J.K. Simmons, who is probably one of the finest character actors oh, yeah. who's been working oh, yeah. in the last 30 years. He uh he won an he won an I think he won an Academy Award for uh oh what was the name of the movie? It's the one with the drums. Oh, I yeah, can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it, but I hear it's fantastic and that he plays a massive dick in that movie. <laughs> Whiplash. Uh, he I believe he won he was either nominated or actually won a, yeah, an he, Academy he Award. He won for an Academy Award. He's been nominated um, for two. He won a British Academy Film Award, yeah. a Golden Globe Award. He might have won a BAFTA too. God, he's 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 just a goddamn yeah. amazing actor, uh, and he he does the voice of God. Uh, I mean, obviously he's never on screen because yeah. you never see God. Well, you do you do very briefly once. It's just yeah. I mean, that being said, is obviously J J K Simmons' yeah. face is yeah. Never yeah that is that is fair. Uh, <laughs> that is fair. You, you do never see 
<laughs> J.K. Simmons in the film. But uh, the other principal actor, Ryan uh, Quantin, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. He was on the HBO series True Blood, which is a vampire series that neither of us have ever because watched. Because it's a vampire series. <laughs> it's true. Uh, he is he's solid. Like I was actually really impressed with his acting in this. The two the two principal actors in this film are incredibly strong, um, and do an amazing job. Bit. Do you have anything to add to the like uh, background, background production stuff segment? Uh no. No, I mean, I don't, I don't uh, really. I know it. I know it's it's one of those where a lot of people have like it's kind of mixed. There are, are a little bit of mixed reviews, but it's usually it's usually in the like slightly above. Like I saw one that was like two point five out of four on Rotten Tomatoes or, or stuff. There, like there was a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of like like people either like get it and really love it or or don't and then don't. Yeah, I think I think I think a lot of the people who watch it who aren't horror fans or don't watch a lot of horror films, I think. Well, there, I think there's two sides of it. There's there's people who are super into horror films. I think maybe it maybe falls yeah. apart on them too. Like if they're they're all about the gore. And yeah. Well, and and, and like I said, but, like in this one, this one, it, it's actually one of the reasons why I think in in my why I interpret the the whole Brenda thing differently. Is because if if yeah. Brenda dies, then it's just then it's kind of just another serial killer thing. But if he's able to pull yeah. away just long enough to just flee, then that's far yeah. more interest. That is far more interesting to me. Anyway, so the themes. Um, one of the obvious themes to this uh, for this uh, movie yeah. is sacrifice. Uh, Specifically, willing sacrifice mm. versus unwilling sacrifice. Okay, Wes's victims were unwillingly sacrificed to fulfill his bloodlust and his needs. Uh, Gatanathoa has to have a willing sacrifice in order to prevent him from it from taking on a corporeal form. But in order to get that sacrifice, Gatanathoa has to coerce Wes and ascend, and ef- effectively force him to do it. In fact, there's a point in the movie where Wes says, well, I should have driven on to the next rest rest stop and Gat's like, it wouldn't have mattered. Your destiny lies yeah, with me. You, you would have just kept fine. Um, you would have just, you would have ended up here anyway, or I would have ended up there. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where yes, Wes has to give, give up, you know, well, his he, liver yeah. willingly, but, but not really. Yeah, he doesn't have a. Well, choice. I was also just just thinking with the sacrifice thing. That's another angle with the uh, the whole the the Brenda interpret my interpretation. The Brenda interpretation there is that mm-hmm. it is it, it sounds weird, but it would be a major sacrifice for Wes to just run away, just grab the stuff and run away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I said, I, I think I think the strongest possible um, reading of the way this whole plays out is that Wes yeah. truly loved Brenda. I even I, I honestly think even even going from the angle with him yeah. having killed her, uh, I think that's yeah. still true. Um, and the and the reason why looking at it from that angle, ha- him having murdered her, is just because of how he dealt with it, how he, because I, because if he, if he, she'd just been another one of his victims, he wouldn't have reacted yeah. how he did. He wouldn't have, you know, down the bottle of whiskey. Yeah. He wouldn't have burned the photographs and the well, it, 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 victims. He would have yeah. taken, he would have kept, he would have had a picture of him killing Brenda, like he did uh-huh. with all of the other victims. And so I do think, I do agree with you there. He, he genuinely loved her and whether he murdered her or you know, he was basically forced to flee and break up with her because yeah. she discovered his secret. There's definitely a sense of loss there. And until that reveal at the end that, of what he was, yeah, the viewer is, is led to understand that he's, he's, ha- he's dealing with this in a pretty toxic way. 
but he's still yeah, hurting. No, yeah, and, and, and a lot of the, the fact that he is hurting so deeply because it, it, it sort of plays off that it, it seems that this is not something that is in any way usual for him. Like this is something new yeah. entirely. Um, and so yeah. it, it's tearing him up inside a lot, a lot more, but I love, and I love that some of the last lines that Scott gives, um, because there's that moment. And I think one of the other reasons why the, the, the Brenda thing is that his, his line about like the, like I saved the universe, I'm the hero, the amount of like hope in there. Yeah. Like, Particularly given just a few moments before he had gone full nihilist, fuck everybody, fuck everything. Like he'd gone full mm-hmm. nihilist. And the shift from that to like the, I yeah. saved everything, like requires more of a catalyst than, than we would get with like, that we would get in the, the serial killer theory, at least by my, at least by my standard, by my reckoning. And that and that that and that part of that thought leads us to the idea of like how something seemingly insignificant be, can be yeah. so important. Because uh, what goes on in that restroom saves the universe, but the restroom itself is this gross, insignificant yeah. space. Well, and then there's then there's um, that, that that line that that Gut has of where he's like like oh I saved the universe, I'm the hero, I'm a hero, and Gut's just like no we like the creatures like us aren't heroes and you, you find out and and you you find out so much that like that he got is fighting against his urges and intending and, but created to destroy and Wes is not fighting against his urges, but is a destroyer in the same, in the same vein, much like smaller zone. But it's still the same thing. Yeah, more intimate. Yeah. Um and that and that and that brings the idea that not not everyone deserves to be remembered. And perhaps uh and my, this is just my thought. Perhaps we as a society remember too many people that don't deserve. Yeah, that was actually one of the things um, I was thinking of, like there in in when I was watching it this time, is he's like, you know, he's he's cut his liver out, he's ble- he's bleeding out, he's like go- going forward there. And I I immediately thought and saw in I saw facelessly because I don't actually remember I don't thankfully I don't remember who any of them any of them looked like like I I saw all of like a bunch of uh, like school shooters and the like in in Wes in that moment yeah like yeah he was like he had just become this just hideous thing that he was this monster he was this this monster there and then that's right it's like the, yeah. like look well like and we deserve to just be forgotten like we are going to be forgotten yeah. um and i and i think that's i do i did have a, a follow-up thought is wes's body is going to be discovered and there is a possibility that they will be able to trace him back to some of his victims yeah um well, I mean, at this point, but, even even burned up, like it was clear that he didn't. That all of that evidence didn't burn up. No, no, no. There's there's probably going to be enough in the fire pit. Yeah. To 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 do. And then they'll just need to like trace where. But he's even been. even if, he, yeah, and and even but even if he's even if he is remembered, it, it won't be he won't be remembered for saving the universe. He'll be remembered for all of the evil shit he did. So for being a monster. Um, but but then again. There's also there is also a possibility that they'll just find his body and be like, uh. Oh. Yeah. Like I given given Gut's power, like by and and this 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 last bit is entirely headcanon. I have unlike the rest of my my uh my interpretation, I don't have the same I don't have evidence to support it from the film. Yeah. But in my head, uh, you know, Brenda's still alive. Um Got sort of reaches out and wipes her mind of him. Okay. And then he, and then he just sit there and then he's dead. And so there's just no, and so that there is no, he, he is forgotten. Like he is forgotten. If not, maybe not necessarily by the world, 
but he is forgotten by the only person that mattered to him. I mean, that actually is a, I, I, I do like that thought. Uh, and if that would be actually cool if they had demonstrated that somehow. In the game. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, do you want to, do you want to swing back to uh, your thought on the destructive power of uh, toxic masculinity? Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, I did. I, I did actually look something, look something up and I kind of, kind of half knew it, but I didn't remember fully. So I looked it up here, but God needs Wes's liver for some very specific yes. reasons. It's not just a randomly okay, chosen. That's not something. It's that not I, just a randomly chosen organ. That's not even something I thought to look up. What? So. I said that's not something I, I thought to even look up. So yeah, it, yeah, but it, it, it's one where it's like it's not just like oh hey you know well we need to pick a random organ because then it could have just been the spleen or whatever. No, but like the liver yeah. is the center of emotional and mental activity. So specifically, if you go back to like. Greek mythology, like in the Greeks, they didn't believe that the heart was the source of where, you know, all of our feelings, our, our passion, anger, wrath, emotion, love, all of those there yeah, didn't come yeah, from yeah. the heart. They came from the liver. And okay. so when God, and so when God says, I need, I need that to satisfy me. Basically he needs all of the, all of the, he needs the, the monster that kills people that Wes is, he needs a taste of that so that he can, so that he, so that he can be appeased oh. and not be unleashed. Okay. Yeah. This, this movie, a lot smarter than it, uh, than it has any rights to be for a movie set. And, in a and, and now, and now it, the whole story of, of Prometheus, uh, having his liver yeah. eaten out by the, the, uh, the eagle, yeah. eagle, every day. Now that makes a lot more sense as far as Greek mythology goes. So yeah, okay, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah, but with uh, the with the toxic masculinity thing, like a lot of what he does, what Wes does, and the way he treats, the way he treats Gott, the way he treats the the Carl guy, the way he treats all these 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 women, serial killer, like serial killer, or otherwise, like. They're kind of all the ways that shitty men treat women in relationships. Like I, I yeah. haven't done a, I didn't do like a complete breakdown, but I could. And if I had the time, I, you absolutely could. Uh, but yeah. but yeah, that, that's, that's most of most of what it is. Like the like his whole thing there, and, and the fact that you know. Oh look, I did one I did one thing that wasn't one thing that wasn't shitty. I'm the hero. That's a real toxic masculine uh kind of mentality right there. I just I just thought of the old is is a is a comic, little cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh but it shows the woman outside like repaving the driveway you know, just covered in sweat and grime yeah. and her husband standing at the doorway saying, Hey honey, I just took out the gra- trash. Yeah. And like expecting some kind of reward for it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And it's like the, no, yeah, I, I can actually you see know, that. He plucked like, yeah, like, Oh, he had to pluck a, he had to pluck a bit, a chunk of his liver out. And what did yeah. you do to all those women? But yeah, I can, I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying there. Uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny, and there's also going along with the toxic masculinity thing. There's also the idea that his needs are the being the serial killer. His needs are what are the most significant part uh-huh. of the relationship, and obviously he's murdering these people, but. Uh, at the same time, he doesn't see. Uh, he obviously doesn't see it necessarily as wrong because he wouldn't. He would eventually stop doing it, or he wouldn't be doing it in the first place. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, yeah, yeah, but I think the serial killer part of it also kind of ties into to that as well. So, because because that 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 whole thing is being narrowed down to just focusing on his needs. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's interesting that this was directed by. Uh, 
a woman director. Yeah, um, I think that I think it, that that actually gives it a it gives it a, a perspective and a um kind of a, a clarity in some ways where there because one of the things I've noticed with a lot of when it's like male directors and producers doing particularly like serial killer stuff is they get yeah. so sort of trying to like understand the the psychology of of um all these all these things like uh, the psychology of the serial killer that they really end up kind yeah. of um either ignoring or actively forgiving or apologizing for a lot of their behavior yeah and I can that, see that. And I think that's, and, and, and I'm realizing that's actually one of the reasons why I despise serial killer stories. And that I would sense. say that even though Wes is a serial killer, this isn't a serial killer story. No, I, I don't, I don't see it as that either because that's not, that's never the main focus until the very end when you kind of have that reveal. It It's not the focus of the theme yeah. in and in fact, I think sacrifice, I mean, I guess in a sense, maybe the serial killer is in the idea of sacrifice, willing willing versus unwilling, because the his victims were sacrificed to fill his yeah. needs, but they were unwilling yeah. victims. And so I, I think sacrifice is kind of the, one of the upfront themes. Yeah, sacrifice, and then like, and then story. eventually it's a little further down, but there's the, the predatory that predatory nature yeah. of some of some men and that yeah. and and the fact and, that and they, Jack, that those and, ones ruin it for everybody else like another man walks in and because Wes because of Wes Wes's predatory nature has got him caught in the in the bathroom with God him ignoring yeah. what God says lets Carl in and Carl dies yeah. because of that. Like it's all Wes, it's yeah. all Wes's fault. And and a lot and they're all things that 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 we as men do, you know? It's yeah. some of those shitty things yeah. that we did that 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 we did that we do. I know I've I've done I mean I haven't done any serial killing that I know of. Um that, that, <laughs> that I know of. But but <laughs> but there I mean I've I've been, I've, I've had, I've had shitty times. I've been, I've been the bad guy in, in relationships and, and, and the like there. Yeah. And that's kind of what some of this is, is about. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. It's also Uh, why I think it's stronger if Brenda's alive because then it, because then those relationship themes sort of shine through more. And and I, and I get that. Like, uh, so with that thought, I'm still, I'm still kind of reeling about the whole liver, the Greek interpretation. Oh yeah. The this. liver one. Yeah. Yeah. That one was with the liver one, because it, I mean, thinking back on it, it makes more sense that got saying it always had to be you Yeah, because uh, Wes is a serial yeah. killer. So, but anyway, with, with all that final thoughts, uh, do you want to go first? You want me to, go uh, first? since you actually have thoughts written down, why don't you go first? <laughs> All right. Well, this movie it's it's a fun film. Like, I mean, it's not a funny film. No. Uh, but it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. It's tightly paced. Uh, J.K. Simmons and Ryan Quantin are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this is one of the things that I thought at, right after watching it. This movie could be adapted into a stage play pretty I, easily. You know, I would fucking love to see this done as a stage play. It, it it could yeah it could be done pretty easily. As like a stage I almost play. want like I almost um, wants to to email email people involved and say look I want to do this as a play. Yeah, I because it it really could. I mean it's set in one location. Uh, mm-hmm. There's what four primary actors, five actors, so small cast. Um, the special effects can be abstracted or if you have a little bit bigger budget, you could, you could go a little bit, if you have a little bit bigger budget, you could go a little bit far, farther out with it. Um, but it's, it's really, it's a really solid movie. Ooh. The dialogue is witty. It's funny. Yeah. The direction is really well done. Um, if you are a cosmic horror fan yeah. and you like 
really tight dialogue and some great acting. This is de- definitely well worth your time to watch. And you can watch it on Shutter, mm-hmm. but it's also on like Tubi, Amazon. If you have a subscription, yeah. it's on a bunch yeah. of stuff. Uh, YouTube Prime, if you have a subscription. Uh, if you have premium subscriptions, you can get it from a lot of places. Uh, but it's but if you want to watch if you have if you want to watch it for free and you don't mind ads, it's on Tubi as well. So, yeah. so anyway, I just have one thought on the whole stage idea. I think you. I think with the right. I think with the right uh, direction, you could do it with as few as three or even two. If you have the actress who played Brenda play the Harold, Gott, and and Carl. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you could you could do it that way. Yeah. Uh, but even 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 that even said, like, still only you only need. Oh like yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I'm just, yeah, I'm just. There's a lot. There's a lot that I mean, could be could be done there. Well, so I was just thinking that the yeah. other three anyway. roles are just like tiny. That's true. But anyway, any other final thoughts um, on your part? I really like this movie. Uh, this is one that every time I've watched it, I've come out with new insights and new ways to think about it. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a good, it's a good flick. And it, it sounds like, yeah. and, you know, like you read the premise and it sounds like it's going to be some kind of Lovecraftian comedy thing. And it's really not. <laughs> No, in fact, it's 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 pretty yeah, serious. it's quite it, it's quite serious, and the subjects that it's talking about are very serious. Yeah, and 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 you know, and the and the humor that is in it comes out of the dialogue. It comes out naturally. It's not forced. Yeah. It's not made, written to be campy. It's, it's yeah, very it, it's it's more I like it's actually, more like it like it it sort of pops the pops the bubble so you can keep going. Yeah, so uh, things don't get too tense. I really want to pick up the. I really want to pick up the anthology that mm. the, the short story yeah. is in. So uh, anyway, with that, yeah. unless you got anything else to add, I think we're done here. Not my hunky boys. Not my hunky boys. Relevant to our interests is hosted by John Pelliston and Frank Shaw. Produced and edited by Frank Shaw. The music arranged by Frank Shaw. Scripting by John Billiston and Frank Shaw. Graphic design by Frank Shaw and Nathan Newell. You can contact us at relevanttourinterests at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and what used to be Twitter. John and Frank are on many other social media platforms. Hit us up. You can listen to us everywhere you listen to podcasts.